Hey sis, welcome back to Sis the Podcast. I'm your host, Hey Aisha, and we are completing this series, Check In on Your Strong Friend, Sis, with my strong friend, Mariette Williams. We've been friends for close to 20 years, and she is what some of us might refer to as the strong friend or the voice of reason in a lot of different friend groups, and she's been that in my life as well, too. So last week, we had a conversation about sisterhood and navigating the highs and lows of sisterhood, but also how to protect yourself as the strong friend, how to refill your bucket, how to communicate better. And Mariette even talks about how she wished she had communicated better as she transitioned into wifedom and motherhood. So this week, we're gonna continue that conversation about communication, protecting yourself as a strong friend. We'll talk a little bit more about Insecure and we're even going to be talking about how to plan a successful, fancy, eventful girls trip. So make sure you stay tuned. But first, you know how we do things around here. First, we are going to talk about the feature business of the day. We'll jump into a short recap and then we'll go on with the episode. Thank you for being here. And after these messages, we'll be right back. We made it into 2022, sis. And 2022 really feels like 2020.2 at this point. It's been a rough little ride, right? We made it through the holidays. We've lost Betty White. We've lost a few other people along the way. And it's been a time of mourning for a lot of us. But... We need some joy in our lives. The feature business of the day specializes in creating gift experiences that bring joy and they make all of their gift baskets with love and intention. M and D's Because of Love, Gift Giving and Poetry is owned by Danielle and her husband, Michael, the M to her D. They don't just make gift baskets with cute things inside of it. They take time to get to know who they're making the gift for and then they create a gifting experience complete with poetry, scents, different flavors, smells, different things that can be touched that all have a theme and will resonate with the person they are creating the basket for. So I'm telling you right now is the perfect time. Valentine's Day is literally just a few weeks away. Hurry up and order today because you don't want to miss out on giving the perfect gift to the one that you love. If you want to place an order, make sure you call 951-276-8245. That's 951-276-8245. And you can also follow them at M and D's Because of Love, Gift Giving and Poetry on Facebook. Connect with them. Take a look at the different gift experiences and gift baskets that they've created. Check them out and support this beautiful Black-owned, couple-owned business today. Last week on Sis the Podcast. Um, but I do. I have a few friends that I feel like I can go to um, and they can they can give me advice too, you know, because I think it's always for some reason it's like when you're in the situation, it's always hard to see it from a practical standpoint. And then like weeks, you know, months, years later, you'll back and you're like, what was I thinking? Like, what is it like refresh your bucket or just like get, you know, like I feel like 
everyone needs to kind of spend time in solitude or be away from people or whatever um and it's like yeah i think there's this like thing of like oh the strong friend is always blah 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 but it's like you know the strong friend has things going on too like i always like to talk about insecure and how like kelly is kind of seen as like the strong friend but it's like she had things going on i wish i could go back and just find the better words to kind of explain I guess like when I first got married like what I was kind of going through and like I think when you like again I'm not saying you should shut out all your friendships but it's like I just think that like when you first get married it's like your marriage is going to be your priority for a little while um and so it's like I wish I had better words to explain that I think at the time um but I do I think that I think as you get older like your friendships are just going to be different they look differently and now the completion of check on your strong friend sis with Mariette Williams Obviously, communication is super important in any sort of friendship relationship. But also, it's kind of like you also have to be okay with whatever that person decides to do. You know, like I've, you know, I've had friendships where people have just been like committed to misunderstanding things. And it's like at the end of the day, you have to just let them have that and be like, okay. So I think it's just like trying to, you know, make someone understand you and make someone have this different vision, I guess, of what happened is just like sometimes it's a waste of time. Um so I think, yeah, I think it's I know this sounds terrible, but it's just like being okay with walking away and having that person have the version of whatever happened in their heads. And at the end of the day, you're like, okay, I, you know, if you're, I'm here, if you want to, you know, whatever. But I think that's important in any sort of situation of just like being okay with whatever the version that people have in their heads and knowing when to kind of like walk away, if that makes sense. It definitely makes sense. I think it's also a part of acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. Um, you have to, like you said, you have to accept that that's what they're committed to and you can't change them, you know? Um, and I think acceptance is a huge part of friendship. Not that you just accept people for who they are, like, but yeah, you accept them for who they are. Cause this is essentially, once you see that it's a part of who they are, it wasn't just a moment. You have to accept that. And you either, you know, accept it and stick around or you accept it and say, I'm gonna have to love you at a distance, you know, no hard feelings, but you know, so it, it definitely is. Um, it's something that, cause I think so many people get caught up in this sense of like right and wrong. And yeah, that, that does exist. Like you can feel wronged, but a lot of times like pride, ego, and people's sense of justice are attacked. And that causes a lot of like friendship problems you know mm -hmm. so we're like maybe a person could have like their communication was off or whatever but if you just kind of accept like okay this is where they are and then decide you know where you are in regards to where they are it doesn't have to be as catastrophic or dramatic you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah agree yeah so okay now insecure we've already talked about it so i'm just gonna take this opportunity to talk about insecure with my friend um, I absolutely loved how they depicted um, friendship as you age, because it is true. It is my, it's my approach. Uh, and I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, would you change anything about how the season ended? How, like, what would you have done differently? It's such a good question. And I was I have a group chat with this group of friends about the show and after every episode we you know kind of go back and forth and so we were all in the camp of like Issa needs to choose herself you know Lawrence is not 
you know, a great guy. Nathan is not doing it for us. And so then we watched it and it was just like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I feel like, and I read somewhere that like Issa actually rewrote the finale. That wasn't the way it was supposed to end, but she wrote it to end it like that. And I think that for viewers who have been watching from day one, the ending made sense. And I think I was actually hoping that they would introduce a new love interest, but I think like, you know, it's hard in the last season to introduce somebody new and you know, whatever. So I think it really showed, um, she did choose herself, you know, it's like, I think that after Nathan had kind of said, this isn't for me, is, is this too toxic? This isn't good for mental health. She did go years, you know, like her, like you said, her and Lawrence were kind of, they kept kind of, you know, contact each other and they, it just wasn't the right time. Um, so I think that ending made sense because it gave them time to really like figure things out. And I think that like, I really love how it came full circle. I love the last conversation. The very last conversation is her and Molly, you know, it's kind of like, and the season, uh, first episode season one started with Lawrence basically forgetting her birthday and, you know, um, her and Molly went out and, you know, she did that song. Um, and so I think at the end, it ends with, you know, her having this birthday celebration where it's like the man in her life actually is making an effort. She calls Molly and it's just like the whole show came full circle. And I think the ending, although it wasn't what a lot of people wanted, it was satisfying. And it's like, you did see these characters grow. Um, and it's like, a lot of times I think friendships and relationships are about timing, you know? And it's like, there were a lot of times where her and Lawrence had tried to make it work, wasn't working. It's like, finally they're at the place in their lives where I think they were both ready to make it work. Um, and so I, you know what? I can't be mad at that. It was, I had a smile on my face. I really did. I was like, oh, like it was cute. I was satisfied, you know? So A plus, A plus for the finale. I absolutely, um, I absolutely felt, not initially, I watched it a second time before I like logged in. I was, cause I really wanted her, especially her dialogue that she had been having with herself in the mirror. It's like, I deal with like uh, internal dialogue that's like crazy to the point where I had to get therapy for it, where I'll be doing something and be like, oh, what the, what the F are you doing? Like, girl, you look stupid. Stop doing that. Who you think you are? Like Martin on on the radio or like you know it's like mm -hmm. you making this podcast you ain't making no money from it like that's how my dialogue is and I had to really go to therapy to get that turned down and to like question it like wait who said that I had that any of this matters but I want to do this and I'm going to do it. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. her her mirror self was really being super negative. I remember thinking like, damn, Mara bitch is tripping. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with her? Mm -hmm. Like, And I was so happy at the, I think when I watched it the second time, I was looking back and I was like, I'm so happy in that last scene. She just looked in the mirror and just mm -hmm. saw her mm -hmm. and didn't have that insecurity flying back at her. And like, like even when she was at Stanford and Mara self was like, damn, like, I thought we would be doing so much more. Like, girl, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. We don't got braces no more. We not dating that dude that was cheating on us and everybody knew but us. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, we're doing good things. So I was really satisfied with the fact that she had worked out. She had stepped into a more secure place. 
And she was confident doing what she wanted without worrying. Like, I want to be with Lawrence, but everyone feels like I shouldn't be with him because it was messy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but this is what I want to do. Because when you see that episode in season four that Natasha uh, Rothwell uh, directed with Lawrence and Issa, Mm -hmm. oh my God, some of the top tier television. Like, Mm -hmm. you just saw why they worked. And I at before then, I was so like, Lawrence needs to stay far away from Issa and Issa needs to stay far away from Lawrence, try to work it out with Nathan. That's how I was feeling at first. But um, after I saw that episode, I was like, okay, I see why they're drawn. They're kind of like, it almost made them feel like star-crossed lovers, you know, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) we've, okay. So we've talked about Insecure. Um, I want to talk about how you plan these girls trips as we're starting to wind out of this interview you do these girls trips and i it's hard getting a lot of my friends like i have a group of friends that i went to high school with in um in southern california and uh it's eight of us total and we get together a few times a year and we chat we group chat each other and it's hard just for us to get together for lunch mm-hmm. a couple of times a year but you have gone around the world with a group of ladies. So you don't have to give us all the tricks. And I know you're a planner, so I know you do a lot of the planning. So can you give us a few tips on how to make a girl's trip pop? Um, so first of all, I think it's, it's, it's very tricky. Um, so even during the, you know, this past year, um, I went on two girls trips. Um, one was to Mexico and the other one we were in Denver. Um, and so honestly, it's all of us have the one girl, girl group that I went to in Denver. It's like three of us are, you know, we have kids, two of us are married. Um, I really think it comes down to having the one person in the group who books things. And that's usually, it's usually me, um, for both, for both of the trips, I, I booked the hotels. Um, and so it's really, I think for a lot of people, it's like, they're like, oh yeah, we should do this. We should do that. But like, no one actually like, you know, goes online, looks at the things and like books it. And so like, I really do like, I'll, you know, we've been talking this, this, uh, group that I went to Mexico with these two other girls I went with like, yeah, we should do a trip. Yeah, we should do a trip. So I was like, Hey guys, here's four different hotels I found. Let's pick one. Okay. We picked one. I was like, okay, it's booked. No, send me the money. Um, and so it's kind of like now that your hotel is booked and you've, you're invested in this trip, I feel like it makes it real. And then it's like, you know, everyone buys their own flights. Um, and I also think that you have to know your group of friends, you know, and I think that like, um, knowing each other's financials and, you know, sometimes girls like, oh, we should do this, like, you know, trip to Europe, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, immediately I was like, not going to work because we know that so-and-so is going through this right now. She doesn't da da da. So it's like, you have to know the girls you're with and make it, I think for a lot of, you know, girls start small. Um, when we were actually like during 2020, um, we really wanted to take a girl's trip. We're like, listen, we take one every year. We've got to do it. So we went to Naples. Like we know it's like an hour and a half drive. We rented a house and it's like, we still made it work because it's like, you know, we all tested before we went, you know, made sure we were safe. Um, But I do think that like, it's definitely possible. It does not have to be, you know, like a yacht in Dubai. Like it could be like a staycation, like, Hey, let's all drive for now, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but having that one person who is going to book it, um, I think is super important because if everyone's just talking about it, it, it just won't happen. It won't happen at all. Right. Are you always the person who does the designated booking or does it ever rotate in the group? I, there have been in my group of girls, um, in like my group of South Florida girls, um, we, there's one other girl who is really, really, and we're both teachers, which is funny. Um, she's very organized and she has booked a couple times. Um, but between our friend group, it's either me or her, um, who book and I don't mind, you know, it's like, cause, because I know, and sometimes it's like, I'll, I know my friends and like, I'll say, Hey, you know, pay me when you get the chance. It's like, I, and again, for a lot of people that won't work, <laughs> you have to know your friends and you have to, you know, explicitly trust them. And I do trust my friends and you know, the money always comes back. Um, but I, you know, I'll book it and I'm like, all right, it's booked. You know, when you guys get the money, let me know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so it's hard though, because if you do have friends that are flaky, um, you could, you know, fall out with friends over money over a couple hundred dollars. Um, so I think you really just have to know your friend group, but usually it's me and one other girl who books. You do have to have patience. You have to know who your friends are, know what they're capable of. And then what can people who are not the planners who are just coming along, what can they do to make it easier for you, the planner people in the group? I mean, honestly, I think it's important to be honest about what you can and can't do. You know, I just think honesty is super important when you're planning your group trip because like we have, like we have in our um in our group chat, it's like we'll talk about our next trip. And one of my friends suggested Croatia and right away two people were like, no, can't do that. That's out of my budget for next year. You know, and it's like I think that's important instead of being like, yeah, like hyping each other and be like, yeah, let's do Croatia. We're gonna do yacht week. Yeah, let's get some cute suits. Like this whole time knowing you don't have the money for that. So I think it's just like be very, very honest about what you can and cannot afford because it just saves everybody time so i have no idea what we're going to do next year it's not going to be croatia um but it's just like i just think that like sometimes we get like so caught up in like oh yeah this is going to be super fun let's do this 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 and it's like i think also it's like if you're not the planner let whoever the planner is know like this is not in my budget sorry i have you know 250 dollars that i can set aside for next year you know what, four friends, $250, that might get you, you know, a net or two in a hotel. And that's fine, you know, but I just think that it creates frustration if no one is honest about their budget, you know, so I think that's, I think that's what keeps our group trips going, because we're all very honest with each other, but we can and cannot do. Honesty is such a key part of being yes. friends, period. I would say like, I'm not like dishonest, but I struggle with vulnerability. Mm. And there's only a few people who I feel comfortable being vulnerable with, mm -hmm. but I'm starting to learn how important it is to be vulnerable. Back to Insecure, we're using Insecure as a reference point. When Issa made, she made the Broken Pussy song, it really did hurt Molly in a way that I don't think she got across. I'm not going to say she was honest, dishonest about it, but she she kind of brushed it off sooner than, and like maybe didn't really tell her like when you did this, it felt like this and this and that. I mean, they eventually talked about it, but she kind of just got mad in that moment instead of like saying like, hey, this hurt me because I felt like you were putting my business out here. And I also feel like you feel like my pee is broken. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like I struggle with having that. Like when I feel hurt or something, I kind of like, I quote, 
take it on the chin and I don't say anything is like, because I've always been accused of being too sensitive and being too, by my mother, she feels like I'm too soft and too sensitive. So it's like, I will, I'll be like, oh, you're being sensitive again. Instead of saying like, you know what? When you said this this way, it made me feel some kind of way. And it may not be you. It may be something going on with me, but I just want to tell you how it made me feel. You know, that vulnerability and that honesty, it's scary, but it's important in communication. It's important in planning girl trips. It's important in sisterhood, period. Mm -hmm. So I just want to thank you for taking the time because- Y'all, this friend of mine, I'm about to brag on my friend. I know she don't like when I do this, but I'm doing it. So my friend is super amazing. She is a wife. She is a mother to two children. She is an educator. She is a writer. Baby girl got bylines. <laughs> you can find her on BBC. Don't laugh. You know it's true. You can find BBC Essence magazine i got your magazine where i can see it because you are my beyonce my inspiration <laughs> one of my inspirations it's true pop your collar <laughs> pop your collar and so she you know you can look her up i will put some links to her articles she's a travel writer she writes about finance as well um popping on twitter you know what i'm saying so make sure you follow her i'm gonna put all her information in the show notes but is there anything specific that you want to plug right now or promote that you're working on right now? Um, no, I mean, honestly, it's like I have, um, God willing, I have a, a few press trips coming up. So you guys can follow me on Instagram, Marriott Writes. I'm also on Twitter. Twitter is where I kind of share my whole freelance process. Um, so same thing, Marriott Writes. And then I put all of my clips on my portfolio, which is also the same, MarriottWrites.com. So yeah, you can find me on all three of those. Um, but I'm super excited for 2022. Um, I have some exciting things planned. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a good year. I can't wait to see it. And I just, I want to take the time to just thank you because uh, a lot of people don't know I am a writer as well too but I don't I haven't published anything in a while Marriott is always reaching her hand back for me I don't grab it I don't know what's wrong with me but she's always like here submit to this and she believes in my writing I'm like Marriott are you sure because like yes. I see what you write and it's not the same as what I write like you're such a good writer and she's always telling me you're a good writer too so she's not she's not only a good friend by like saying she's a good friend she's a good friend by like actually being a good friend in action so <laughs> thank you for always believing in me and supporting me and just know everything that you're doing 2022 I'm gonna be cheerleading and and bigging you up because you're just a great friend and I love everything you're doing. Thanks so. you. And I cannot wait for you to blow up because I know you are going to with your writing and your podcast and I'm one of your biggest fans as well. Oh my God. That just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such an idiot. Like I'm like, Oh my God. But <laughs> yeah. And we have to take our next girls trip together. Once I stop being scared of traveling and COVID and Doronas, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Panama and maybe carnival. And when LA carnival comes back, mm -hmm. maybe you can come back out here and we can jump up together. Absolutely. <laughs> I am totally looking forward to it. Absolutely. Whether you're the strong friend or you're the friend that comes looking for the advice, I think it's important to remember to consider each other at all times. I think it's important to remember to give from a place of overflow and not a place of scarcity or lack. I think that it's important to check on your strong friends, but also be aware that sometimes 
they need space and to be cognizant of the fact that they may have something going on in their life too. If we all seek to just simply be good to each other and care for one another, no one ever has to feel like they're lacking or people are just taking from them. Let's remember to give as much as we take and let's remember to work on grace, acceptance, communication, and vulnerability. It's easy to say it, but it's harder to do. As long as we do our best, we're doing a great job, sis. I hope you got something out of this conversation. I hope you are planning your very next girls trip right now as we speak. And I hope that you are having the best 2022 that you could have ever imagined. Until we speak again, peace.